Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Business Chef Podcast and part two of our interview with Certified Master Chef Victor Hilase. He's an amazing guy. He's got a lot to say and he knows his stuff. So we've learned about becoming a Certified Master Chef last week, but we're now going to move into getting his take or his perception or his knowledge on what it takes to succeed in the hospitality industry. So, without further ado, because I know that you would rather hear him talk than me, (laughs) me too, let's jump right back in with Chef Victor Hilase. Okay, so Chef, let's, let's continue this conversation by jumping into the business side of things. What does it take to survive or thrive in this industry? Because... It's a very challenging industry. And what do you focus on first? The skill or the craft or the or the business side of things, making money? Yeah, um, it is growing so fast, Sean. I, I think you cannot separate the two. Because the reality is whether uh, an individual goes to a culinary program uh, at the um, – community college level or an apprenticeship model or he or she goes to the culinary and gets a degree, the expectation of the employers out there are that he or she understands the business end. So the, and the employer will expect that whether this is a sous chef, uh, he or she, the skill set is the price of admission. You need to be able to know how to handle food. But the business end is critical to the employer. The employer wants you to understand the P&Ls, how you deal with staff, how you deal with your people, uh, how do you establish a culture. So from an intellectual perspective, uh, anybody going into the craft, my strongest advice is um, if it is possible, travel, uh, get to Europe, get to experience uh, different countries, only when people travel, they become more accepting of others and understand culture better uh, and how that relates to the craft that they are developing and then develop yourself in, into the craft. And uh, Then a, a business component is an absolute must nowadays. Uh, uh, you can be an extremely good chef and there are people out there that have achieved that without um, degrees and all, all sorts of things, but the majority of us uh, are not in that in that bucket. And, and I think uh, you cannot really stop teaching yourself or learning yourself or educating yourself on what is really happening in our industry today. How does that apply? So a a, a good set of business acumen goes along. Uh, with uh, the reality that he or she has to have um, the ability to work with others. And and that is uh, the notion that um, a chef today um, 
is very top-down and all that just simply doesn't operate that way anymore. I mean, it is all about uh, how can I um, how can I build my team, uh, how can I have my team stay together, and how do I help them grow? So I think it is so much more for a young individual coming out of a whether he or she has been to a program or an apprenticeship program or a degree program, when they come into the working field, um, you know, the expectation is that he or she knows how to cook, understands ingredients and flavor development and all that. Uh, that's the price of admission. But the softer skills in, in understanding what the business formula is, what the business model is, the output that uh, is expected, uh, whether that is the simplest things of food cost, labor cost relations, uh, a turnover in your storeroom, um, whether it means how do you how do you hire, fire, how do you coach, how do you mentor, how do you develop, all that comes along with it. And the unfortunate part is that the um, the road the roadmap the trajectory of the roadmap between coming out of a program to taking on a leadership position has become shorter and shorter because our industry is in such need. Our industry has grown so much that uh, you know that that becomes a challenge for the, for the employee who, and whatever they do. So I think it is uh, uh, a huge opportunity. Uh, but consequently, you know, you, you have to continue to, to work on those things. Chef, I could not agree with you more. I think there there is a lot of opportunity for especially kids coming out of school right now that they really need the leadership. They really need the business acumen. They really need to have some of the skills that are usually gained over time. Um, they, but they do, they have to be fast tracked because there is such a need in our industry right now that, uh, that we just don't have time for them to come out of school and get up to speed before we thrust them in these roles. Uh, you know, maybe we do, but, uh, but we don't always take that role or employers don't always take that role. They say, well, you graduated and now I'm going to throw you, throw you to the wolves. What are some other things in your take that we can expect or from from this industry, or what are some of the challenges we're experiencing right now that maybe we'll see more of? I, I think some of the bigger issues for us today are certainly, um, if I look at it, um, you know, I, I talked a little bit uh, about transparency in food. I think the the whole notion of clean eating and and diets that are more um, veg-centric, if you will. Uh, then a secondary issue might be the notion of uh, waste reduction, any sort of methodology or corporate and individual responsibility that goes along with that. Um, how we use our water sustainability goes along with that. Uh, but the biggest issue I think our industry is today for, uh, faced with, I think, is uh, the worker shortage. And I, I think it takes too long to hire people, and then uh, today's employers uh, look for uh, employers to have a digital brand. Um, you know, if I look at my own daughter and how she um, seeks out employment and all that's all done online. It is what is the digital brand that they have? How appealing is that? And and it's a, it is uh, very interesting how today's 
young men and women looking for, for jobs. And then it is really investing in leadership development. So, so one, uh, I think, really has to do with consistently how do we look at our food, how do we become more transparent, uh, how do we look for innovations in the food industry, uh, how is fish, seafood, and, uh, and our oceans being treated in climate change, all those things uh, that go along with uh, being more sustainable in our approach to food. And then waste reduction, uh, probably a huge issue in our in our industry, we waste way too much for uh, food. Our portion sizes are way too big. Uh, we need to take a look at that. Our calorie intake is too high. Uh, how do we flip the protein consumption if, if we can uh, look at that? And, and when I talk to chefs, um, and when I talk to uh, the best part is to have conversations with fellow chefs. And I was fortunate to talk to the Texas Chefs Association at their convention recently and also at the ACF National Convention, then you get some good debate going. And people will say, well, Chef, how, how do we go about it? You know, because there's so much to be done. I said, well, you know, you, you, you don't do everything all at once. You, know, you, you take what are you currently doing in terms of uh, portion size of protein? What, what are you doing? Because there's no one-size-fits-all solutions when you craft menus. Uh, but how do you handle that? And what does your line look like currently? What happens? You know, how do you handle plant forward menus and recipes? So that, there's a real discussion that can take place here. Um, I'm, I'm just blown away uh, personally that our agriculture production is responsible for about 70% of global water demand. So, uh, and that is all great, and we all talk about not wasting water and all that, but we still haven't gotten to the point where we are able to desalinize uh, water. You know, we have a lot of seawater out there. How can you take salt out of there so we can solve this issue of water? And, and it was one of the key issues that John F. Kennedy had on his platform in the 1960s. And if you can imagine a, a forward-looking president at the time, um, one of his key issues he, he wanted to do is how do you desalinate uh, seawater. Now, I know that the Singaporeans are working on that, but we could solve, solve a lot of issues this way. And then, of course, I'm very passionate about um, the worker shortage and what can we do. So if you have established a digital brand, that's great. Uh, you know, you've you got to be attractive to an employee and be compelling, but also come across as sociable and innovative and approachable. So there has to be that uh, that piece in place. And nowadays, uh, when a company hires somebody, it takes an enormous amount of time. On average, it still takes about 30 days to fill vacancies, and that's too long to, to process for jobs with talent shortages. So uh, advertise as much as you can how... Um, how you can set career tracks in place, you know. And nowadays, what about tuition aid towards earning a degree? Um, you know, you see Starbucks and other companies are doing that. What about longer-term career planning? Uh, include relocation assistance, you know, or uh, what about general education programs and college credits that you can help facilitate? So there's all these things that employers can do to drive new people to the craft. And... Uh, you know, net net. You know, there's such right now, macro wise, there's such a consumer confidence out there. 
people have disposable income. Uh, you know, I live in the in the Dallas area. In the Dallas area, it's all about uh, eating out. Everybody goes out eating. We spend more money today since um, the 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 dollar uh, that is spent on going out is higher than the the dollar that is spent in grocery stores today. So that is a real uh, issue, I think, uh, for people to look at. So there's consumer confidence, there's disposable income, and, they all, and people today look for pleasurable opportunities, and it's all attitude-driven. They're tired of giving things up, and this is such a great business, if anything. Uh, young people talking to me, yes, the, it's hard work on the line. It is very hard work. But it is also very uh, exciting work, passionate work. Uh, there's not a day that I don't think about uh, my restaurant experience, having had my own restaurants. There's nothing like uh, that experience. And uh, you know, if I had a bucket full of money, I might might do it again. But that is really our in- industry really struggles with a couple of these things, and labor is is a big part of that. And then the notion of being more sustainable, and then focusing on delivering real value to um, to a customer who's more educated about food, are now embracing a certain uh, certain set of food fascination. And um, I think not always um, all operators recognize and embrace their their customer at the same time. So it is, and and anything that you do, I always say to the folks, it's all about solid basics. Uh, food, service, cleanliness, that is all very simple, but, uh, you know, that needs to be, that needs to be rock solid. And when you go to restaurants like, uh, Bouchon, Thomas Keller, or, um, I, I mean, you know, some of these restaurants that we frequent, um, I know the consistency is there on the execution of the food, the service, the environment. But the real differentiation then takes place in the hospitality and um, embracing that customer. And that is really, that makes me want to return. So that's really why a customer goes back to the to the restaurant. They need to feel that confident experience and that trust. So our industry has work to do in many, many areas. But I think uh, labor is a big issue and uh, reward the employees if your employees doing a good job then you need to reward them and that can come up in many many different ways wow i mean <laughs> that is some that's pretty incredible that's a lot of great insights that's a lot of uh great observations and man i think you are you are spot on with with all of those last question before we go i you know, if if there are those out there who want to progress their career or those who are just getting started, what advice do you give to them? You know, this um, this notion that, um, you know, it's really is about establishing, you need to, you need to find the, the right, uh, really find the right fit. Um, you know, and I talk to folks about this, Find the right fit where you feel the most comfortable, where you can really uh, make a difference in uh, in an organization. And it's really developing a set of uh, a set of principles, if you will, and um, and and that goes along with uh, with 
with a variety of different uh, thought processes. You know, so from from my perspective, I look at these things and and I say to an individual, you have to you have to be a student for life. You know, that is rule number one. And uh, earlier I talked a little bit about learn to follow. Uh, there's nothing wrong to being a follower, and that is quite okay to do that. But in meanwhile, you become better at the craft or whatever that is. Um, but it's very hard for any creative individuals to listen <laughs> and always assume positive intent from the other side. Not always easy. Uh, then certainly perform all tasks with purpose. And as you go through life, you work from place to place, consume as much knowledge as you can. From a business perspective, you've got to stay on strategy. It has to work for the operation. Try and leave the uh, sort of the crown at the door. And then think about life. We are here on this world uh, for a relatively short period of time. So I have a sense of humanity and humility. And net-net, uh, what really matters is people and family in the end. So I, I think between the first one being a student for life and, and people and family matter, uh, really important pieces. So I, I call those my nine principles, if you will. I think those are incredible words of wisdom from an incredible man who's had an incredible career. So thank you for that. Um, if there are those out there who do want to reach out to you, is that something that you're open to? This is uh, a small business, and we're very much connected, and uh, I'm always open to that. That is fantastic news. Fantastic news to anyone out there who is looking to get advice from Master Chef Victor Gilesay. Chef, thank you again for your time. I uh, look forward to catching up with you in the future. And for those of you out there listening, I hope that you gained as much from this as I did because, wow, that's all I can say is just, wow. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.